when, as you begin to know and learn more about yourself, which is self-awareness, then you go into self-management. And mm-hmm. the self-management element has to do with identifying, for example, trigger points mm-hmm. or things that set you off. And a trigger point is neither good nor bad. It's just a trigger point. Mm-hmm. It, it could set you off in ecstasy and, and have a whole lot of fun. <laughs> sure, sure, all right? sure, or sure. it can trigger you in a negative mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So, so that becomes an important element. But there's another dimension to developing emotional intelligence that's important, and I experienced it, and that was social awareness, Mm -hmm. all right? Because if you don't feel comfortable in certain environments, you're going to behave differently. Mm -hmm. You know, a question I ask people, if you, here's a question I ask people, if you were free to be yourself, how would you behave, act, and be? Who would you be Mm -hmm. if you were free Mm -hmm. to be yourself? Okay. Right. So, Are you putting so, that in a song because I'm going to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's an important element of personal growth and development. Same business, different day. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Same Business, Different Day podcast, another episode. I'm your host, Zeke Corley, here at the Film Hub in Vista, California, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my guest co-host today, former reporter and now marketing and communications manager at Tri-City Medical Center, Cassie Clapp. Hello, how Hello. are you? I'm so happy that you're here. This oh, is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. We got an awesome friend in the building, too. We do, we do. And can, can I tell you when I met him? Oh, please. Okay, I'm very so interested in this. Yeah, when I met Miguel, it was, it I was like, like the chuckle. I'm like, uh oh, where were we? <laughs> what was going gonna be, on? There's going to be a lot of chuckles in this episode. <laughs> so we were kind of coming out of the pandemic right okay. we're coming we're starting to join you know be around each other a and little we're bit all more. awkward because we yeah, don't remember but, how to interact yeah with people yeah yet. should we be bumping elbows <laughs> or like how do we do this and so we were at stone brewing and uh in escondido right beautiful venues like one of the first you know events back and everything and for some reason him and my him and pops that's what we call them on this show yes. pops they're over there of course debating. it's pops yeah they're debating about who's older. Oh. <laughs> so I come into this and everything and, and I'm giving away raffles and all of this stuff. It was just a great event back. And that was the first time I got to meet somebody who eventually becomes a mentor to me. I want everybody in the same business, different day podcast audience to welcome Miguel de Jesus. Wow, wow. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. yeah you raised yeah. the bar just now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can step up to it. Okay, so um, I, I I was telling you earlier, and what's really important about the show is that the key to the show is kind of to walk this journey with you, right? This isn't necessarily a slow walk through your whole life, um, but those pivotal decisions that you made can help other people find out, find themselves within these situations, right? Where they are right now. And you telling us about those decisions, whether they were good or bad, you know, that can help our audience. So that's what this show is all about. Excellent. Right? Excellent. Yeah. I'm looking okay. forward to it. Let's do it. Okay, so watch this, watch this smile, right? You said we got smiles and where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he loves talking about where he's from. I, 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 I'm from... 
the only borough that counts in New York City. <laughs> Tell them. Manhattan, New York, Woo. on the Lower East Side. Lower East Side. Yeah. Wow. A whole bunch of red buildings on the East River. Mm-hmm. And those red buildings house a lot of people mm-hmm. that are just below the poverty line. Okay, okay. And so that's where I grew up. You got that pride, though. You got that pride from where you're from. I know, well, I know. yeah, because, you know, it's not all about the money. Mm-hmm. It's about the values, the purpose, the principles, yes. and everything else that you uh, learn mm-hmm. in terms of growth and survival. Yeah. Speaking of survival, I feel like it's always like a family over there in those kinds of neighborhoods, you know, where people are always looking out for each other, you know? That is very true. And mm-hmm. that's what we did. And that's what they continue to do, I'm sure, to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, everyone is in similar circumstances. So the key really is to be of service. Now, that we don't use that term in the neighborhood uh, or the hood. And, <laughs> and so, um, but we are of service. We look out for each other uh, and it could be a tough environment and you work through it. That's right. Amazing. And you come out great, hopefully, on the other side. Hopefully. I mean, and those that do, I mean, that's a success story in itself. Yes, yes, yes. So here's what I learned at an early age. I learned about um, being rich in a number of ways, both in family, principles, guidance, and also um, the financial challenges that people face. So we never went hungry. Mm -hmm. So I I know what uh, being below the poverty line and subsistence level is all about. Mm-hmm. So you make do with what you get and what you got. Right. But you, in our country, you should never go hungry. There's Agreed. a lot of services, a lot of tools, right. a lot of ex- access to help when you need it. Access, though, that's the question. Well, the key okay. is access. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to know, you got to go for it. You mm-hmm. got It ain't going to come to you. You got to go get it. Yeah. And so from that standpoint... At an early age, I forged the goal of, quote unquote, not being in poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably my goal. I mean, we didn't have any. You- I'm, I'm the first to graduate from, first of all, high school. My mom and dad had third and fourth grade education. Uh, and so uh, and they spoke broken English, which was OK for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made it difficult to communicate. Mm-hmm. to other folks. What was that primary language? Uh, Spanish. Awesome. You know, my people are from the Caribbean, the island of Puerto Rico. Nice. And so uh, that my dad served in WW2 in Japan, and then they went to New York and stayed in New York. That's how we got to New York. Wow. Um, but the experiences forged in me uh, a certain level of tenacity and grit that people in tough situations sometimes need in order to survive. But not only survive, thrive. Because whatever I chose to do, I was pretty, uh, this is not hubris talking, this is fact. Uh, if you're good at what you do, own it. Acknowledge it. Stay humble, but, but own it and live it. And it's okay to demonstrate it, not necessarily talk about it, because talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. So I was I was pretty good at a number of things growing up. Uh, Did you have like a light bulb moment when you were like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is going to get me out. This is going to launch me on my path. Well, I never thought about 
the end of the journey wasn't the end of the journey, it was the beginning of the journey. Uh, the goal was certainly to um, assume leadership roles in large organizations that enabled me to earn what I thought I was worth in the marketplace. Okay, what were you doing on them streets, Miguel? All right. <laughs> you, know, you were later early. <laughs> well, actually, that's, that's, a, no, no, that's, a good, that's a good point. So I was in the third grade, I started playing trumpet. So okay. I'm a jazz guy. I'm a Latin yes, jazz guy. Yes, sir. And okay. so, Look at that. Look at that. And so, um, you know, I used to go to the Village Gate and a whole lot of other things that you do in your early 20s. And, hang, you know, the... The evening started about 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then you went out <laughs> and did your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, we gigged and did different things throughout New York City because the city never sleeps. That's the other piece of New York. Uh, but uh, music was my thing. So I, I did music for until about I was 23 and gigged with a number of jazz mu- musicians that, that have won Latin Grammys today. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so that's another segment of my life <laughs> yeah. that but it's helped the journey, right? right? That's where you decide to own it. Like, you're a pretty good trumpet player, all right? Or drums or sax or whatever I chose to play at the time. Mm-hmm. But I had fun because, you know, jamming with, with musicians is a lot of fun. I bet. I bet. So now... Early on, though, was that the thing? Was it, I, I want to be a, a musician when I grow up? Did you have, like, any aspirations? Were, were there any Yeah, he, he was my aspirations. It came from that black and white tube that we used to have because okay. we had black and white uh-huh. back in the day, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And um, it was, I think I want to work for General Electric, or I think I want to work for Westinghouse, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Those, those were the two large companies mm-hmm. that came into your home. Yeah. Regardless of your economic status. I so, see. so, you know, I looked at that and I said, hmm, that's a big company. Yeah. Hmm, that's a big company. So all I thought at the time wasn't what I would do. Mm-hmm. It was more, should I work for a big company? Yeah. But I also got bit by the entrepreneurial bug. So in my early 20s, me and two other uh, young people uh, Mm -hmm. decided to own a retail store in New York City. So I was in the rag trade. Okay. We call it the rag trade back then. Uh-huh. Uh, clothing, mm-hmm. uh, selling shirts and yeah. stuff. And okay. and that's how I got early experience into business uh, for real. I like this. Now, I like where you're going with this, but I want to take it back to school a little bit. Yeah. Though, because you said that you were um, one of the first in the family or the first. Right. Uh, to graduate high school. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So how were you as a student? Did you, and, and what pushed you into the education? Like, I mean, because it's one thing, right? As, as youth, right? I want to do what my parents do. I want to do what they've done and, and keep accomplishing, following behind their footsteps and everything. But it's another thing to exceed that. And you obviously have exceeded it, uh, you know, leaps and bounds, at least on that part, on that level, sure. you know, I'm sure they are super strong right. and smart people. But so, um, what, how were, how was school for you? Yeah, school was all right. It was good. Um, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what helped guide me through school. It was all of the, uh, social programs mm. that were made available to me. Like police athletic league would be one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. boys club of New York back in the day in New York, it wasn't boys and girls. It was a boys club. Okay. And Boys Club really I didn't know that. assisted I me PAL, but a lot okay. to um, get 
get straight in a number of areas okay. to make sure that um, we had the right perspective, the right goals, yes. the right opportunities. Look, I'll tell you, you know, as bad as you think you are on the streets, mm-hmm. uh, you want to be bad, put on some boxing gloves and go into the ring. Sure. All right. So I did that. That was in the boys club? That was in the boys club. Okay. And it taught me some early lessons mm-hmm. on being back, being flat on your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, get, as and as getting up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, great experience. So it's all of those kinds of experiences that, um, that help you mm-hmm. solidify your thinking. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, find mentors and coaches along the way. Yeah. Wow. That's what, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Like, did you have any uh, influences uh, early yeah. on, mentors and stuff? Yeah, I did. Okay. And um, they helped me uh, with my thinking. Okay. So, you know, you talked about you talked about school. One of the things that helped me get into school at the time on a Pell Grant, P-E-L-L, was mm-hmm. uh, the Boys Club of New York. So they assisted in filling out the application and getting me into Long Island University, which is a uh, private school back in in Brooklyn, New York, and Long Island. Mm-hmm. And I was able to go to school on that Pell Grant, mm-hmm. which you can't do today, but you used to be able to do it back then. Mm. Wow. So the Pell Grant, the assistance, support, the guidance, feedback, a whole bunch of things that were helpful, plus the fact that I picked up so I was okay as a basketball player uh, and was able to um, get picked up by Long Island University as a walk-on when I played. So when I learned basketball, blacktop, yeah. uh, like you do in most projects. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is a, another pivot point that has contributed to who I am today. Mm-hmm. And that is the ability to compete at different levels mm-hmm. and uh, get you know, picked up by a college that without scholarship, because I was a walk-on, but it turned out to be a great experience for me in terms of continuing to build discipline, focus, and execute at a very high level. Okay. Now, here's the thing, right? I love what you're saying, but I feel like you've got a way to wrap up all the lessons that you learned early on into this, like, perfect little, like, oh, this... It's, it's already a gift. It's already packaged up. You learned everything and you just kept taking it to the next step. Were, um, were you ever like during those early times, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Where am I going? Um, I, I had a, I had a clearness of focus and purpose. Mm-hmm. Where'd that come from? That came probably from my mom. Okay. Cause she was very instrumental at, um, being very supportive. I don't think the word no ever came from her lips. Oh, man. Uh, I, at least I can't, no. I can't remember <laughs> no being an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, the answer was usually not now or, or you know, maybe we can save for it. All right. But, but it was never no. Yeah. So, so the notion, and, and I like to wrap it in this term, and which I share with the students, which is you can, you can be, do, and have anything you want on this planet. As long as you put forth the effort, the energy, have grit, determination, are capable of getting back up because you will be challenged and you will get knocked down. Love it. And then surround yourself with people smarter than you are. Yes, sir. All right. And mm-hmm. always be a learner. Mm-hmm. Be a student. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I find amazing with 
20 something year olds is they got all the answers. The problem is they don't have all the questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so our responsibility uh, is to impart some wisdom, some experience to them by teaching them some of those critical skills. And one of them is, are you asking the right questions? Yeah. And if you're not, what's a better question? Mm-hmm. What would get you t- from where you are to where you want to get to quicker, faster, better than if you tried to do it by yourself? And that's another notion that some people believe. So I was pretty athletic, um, but you don't get to the next level by yourself. That's right. You know, te- that's, you learn that in team sports. Mm-hmm. And you also learn in individual activities like being a musician or playing an instrument that you're still a part of a team, right. an orchestra or a band or a quartet. Nobody does it by themselves. That's right. So this notion that, you know, you are everything that you think you are all mm-hmm. by yourself is really a fallacy. It's a fiction. That's right. And once you check your ego at the door and you say, I am coachable, mm-hmm. I am teachable, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's, it's amazing how, how the right person shows up in your life to help guide you. Mm-hmm. I, and I'll share one of those people that showed up in my life. Please. I was just going to ask. And one of those people was a young man and still is, lives in Houston today. Cyprian Wright, Cy Wright. He doesn't even know I'm talking about him. Uh But Cy, who came to the U.S. from Jamaica, was a senior at my college when I was a freshman. And he paid attention to me. He noticed me, probably because I used to walk around in fatigues and a bunch of other things (laughs) back then. Mm -hmm. And so your dad would appreciate that, Zeke. (laughs) So um, he was very instrumental in giving guidance early in my in my career in, in corporate because I felt awkward. Okay. I felt different because I was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the same background as the people that I was networking with. Mm-hmm. So in the business world, you know, there are certain things, certain protocols that people know about. And so, you know, he would ask me one time, why don't you go to more corporate events? Mm-hmm. And I said, because I don't, I don't. And I had the, I'm usually not at a loss of word, but I I was at a loss of words at that moment Mm -hmm. and said, I I don't, I don't know. He said, yeah, you know. And I said, (laughs) okay, I do. I said, I have nothing in common with the people that are going to be there. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't golf. I don't do the things that they do. And so I felt very uncomfortable in being in that kind of environment. Mm -hmm. So he just looked at me with his Jamaican speech mm-hmm. and said get over it <laughs> okay and I, I said what and he said well get over it, mm-hmm. it it's okay mm-hmm. and, but you see what i learned at that moment is i needed somebody to give me that feedback yeah that's why you need a coach mm-hmm. yes. that says you know what it's okay to be who you are and to be quote unquote less than perfect that's right and, and that's the value of having instruction, of getting wisdom. The Same Business, Different Day podcast is brought to you by YourInsurancePlace.com. YourInsurancePlace.com is a conglomeration of two agencies, Network One Insurance and Bill Corley Insurance Agency. Their property and casualty agents and brokers specialize in commercial insurance of all types, general liability, workers' compensation, professional liability, auto, agribusiness, and much more. They also have great insurance carriers for your homes and autos. How do I know they are that good? Because I'm one of the agents. We believe in ourselves, and you will too. 
contact us at yourinsuranceplace.com or call us direct at 866-384-0479. That's yourinsuranceplace.com. Hello, friends. This is Joe Samo from the Samo Law Group. I am the host of Run It By My Lawyer. Over the years, I've had so many people that have had legal issues and legal questions and legal concerns. And I always, over the more than 20 years, I've been telling people, before you sign anything, before you do anything, if you have a problem, just run it by my lawyer, <laughs> right? Just run it by me. And now I have a podcast doing just that. You can call me, you can email me, any questions you have. I love hearing from people and answering legal questions. And on our podcast, we've talked about uh, everything from free speech, uh, gun rights, you know, anything you want to discuss, employment rights, everything. So you have an issue, you know, run it by my lawyer and watch this podcast. You'll be entertained and you'll learn the law. Love to see you. You can find me anywhere, okay? Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, whatever you want. And if you can't find me on some platform, let me know and I'll come find you. All right. Thank you. Elias, I got an idea. We're going to do a podcast. It's called Industry Insights. That's what everybody's doing these days, like a podcast, a podcast. But who are we going to target? What? Well, this one is different because this one's going to target content creators. Content creators? So that means film, television, Animators, AI artists, everything, huh? Yeah, all of them. We can inspire all of them. We'll bring some high-caliber people in here. Not only will they learn how to get into the industry, but how to be successful. But the thing is, it's sponsorship. We have to go after things, and, and how are we going to do that? Yeah, the Film Hub. We're going to sponsor it. We'll do it right here at the Film Hub in sponsor? downtown Vista. Yeah, sponsor? we'll sponsor it, too. Great. Yeah, we got the podcast studio right here. We got stages, whatever you want to use. We got it here, and right here. In film friendly Vista. Where else would you do it? And you know where they can listen to it? Where? Go YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast. What about Metaverse? Meta what? <laughs> it's good to know that you need it. And uh, I like that lesson that, you, you know, he's teaching. Right. Yeah. He figured it out. But he also told a story that helps other people realize when you might need it. You, you, exactly. We all need somebody. Absolutely. You know yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Put us in check and yeah. help us get on the right path. So <laughs> your path is so beautiful. Your resume is so long, sir. So was this one of those things where you just wanted to try a bunch of different things out or were you poached because of your greatness? I mean, talk to us. That's interesting. So I got lucky. <laughs> I got lucky when I, when I hired on to the right company. Um, cause I didn't have me coaching me, uh, at the time. And so I, I, it, it was maybe it's destiny, but I'm going to call it luck at the moment, um, that I hired onto a company called Xerox corporation that allowed me to do multiple jobs and grow with it over a 20 year span. In addition to moving to three different locations, uh, which expanded my knowledge and my ability to communicate with different people in different areas in different circumstances. So I really appreciated that opportunity. So, so the luck part of it is working for getting hired by a multinational company. Wow. So big is good. <laughs> if, if in fact you can make an impact yeah. and the leadership is right. But I mean, right there, you see it, you know, you, as a kid, you wanted to be part of this big corporation and then boom. Yeah. It kind of you manifested it, it, right? Yeah. Well, 
I'll go with that too. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta wake up and and you know it's work and go out and execute yeah. and get hired. Mm-hmm. And wow. so that was that was great. But but you know one of the insights I got early. Uh, so I interviewed with a company once I got my four year degree and all that because they said, "Ooh, four year degree and you're all that." Mm-hmm. And well, it's not really. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't have a coach. So when I go out and interview, you know, people offer you X amount of dollars. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you what they used to offer upon graduation with a four-year college degree in New York City back then. A full $12,000 to go work for them. $12,000. And wow. I thought about that for a nanosecond and said, no, thank you. I, I appreciate the offer, but mm, not so much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but you knew your worth at so, that age. So, That's huge. Well, but I didn't know what, what the options were. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't, you know, we didn't have the Wall Street Journal. I didn't yeah. come to mom, mom and dad. And, <laughs> That's right? how they talk you. about you don't know your options. Right. You don't know your options. Like, yeah. $12,000 right. sounds right. good. So I said, Depending on the time, yeah. <laughs> so I stumbled across this company called Xerox Corporation, which was high growth at the time. And they were hiring salespeople. Well, the last thing, I, I didn't think about being in sales until somebody broke it down for me. Okay. Which is what I do to my students today, break it down for them. Ooh, All break, right? it down, break it down. And so the breakdown the is this. You can go work for somebody a specific salary, and that's okay if it's high enough and it meets your goals. But what if you're better than that? Mm-hmm. What happens when you are better? What happens when you overachieve, or overperform, overdeliver? Are there opportunities for financial growth? Mm-hmm. Not only personal growth through leadership and, lead, and, and leading others, but through financially. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so I had a person that said, look, if you get hired by a company and they're going to pay you forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, what's the cap? I mean, how much can you earn? Mm-hmm. How, how much can you grow in that particular company? And I said, well, I don't know. I guess it depends on the company and their philosophies. So this gentleman broke it down for me and said, well, or you can go into a sales job where you are paid your worth based on what the market pays th- Place decides to pay you. Right. That's high yeah, sticks, yeah. man. Ooh. No, but you, you got me in the conversation. You got me where in my in my sweet spot, <laughs> like because I like this conversation, right? And I, I used to teach sales, so I'm gonna get back to an, another thing that you had mentioned. But I'm gonna get back to it after we do this reveal because I think it's time for okay. the reveal. Let's let's just go ahead and move forward because I, I loved I loved your resume. Well, I mean I can't say your whole resume here. That take the whole episode. But here we go. <laughs> Miguel De Jesus is with the College of Business Administration at Cal State University San Marcos. He is a certified professional coach, an executive coach, sales marketing consultant and a personal mentor of mine. He has trained over 25,000 salespeople in Fortune 500 companies. If you guys have ever heard me brag on this show, I say that I have trained 300 salespeople (laughs) in 43 (laughs) stores for Singular Wireless. So this is a whole different story. We're talking about a, a, a different level of man right here. And I really appreciate you being here. You want to continue that? Oh, yeah, man. I mean... You're not only um, incredible in sales, but you've also been a best-selling author multiple times over, sir, with uh, New York best or New York Times best-selling author rather um, for Success Leaves Clues. What do you do? Build to grow. Let your emotional intelligence do the talking. You are our resident emotional intelligence expert. Miguel De Jesus is in the building. That's right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bring that right. person in. Who is that person? <laughs> Who is that person? Mr. Modest over there. That guy. 
No, so, um, but I, I love what you were saying, though, just about teaching sales and being in control of the money that you're making, right? Um, it's a conversation that I've had with many salespeople over the years. And, um, you know, a lot of people, it, it's, it's tough for at first to wrap their head around it, but I love the way that you put it, the way that you broke it down that helps them understand, hey, you know, you can go work with this company, but if you work with a company that you can help grow, then they're going to give you, you know, what you're worth. They'll at least give you a dividend off of those pieces as they're growing. And that's a beautiful position to be in. Sales is a lot of people, you know, they run from the sales job, which might be I even like the, 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 yeah, the, 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 the yeah, you run from the sales job. I, was like, oh. I mean, because you got to think about the, you know, there's so much in making a deal, right? It's not necessarily how hard you work. It's how, you know, the business is able to make that deal with you, you know? So that's a lot of like high stakes. For, I think it's, it's a little great. bit of gambling. I think you'd be great at sales. I, oh, I don't okay. think, I don't I mean, think it's, I don't think it's a lot my of boss, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you, you're it's a, a great relation. communicator, so yeah, you'd be awesome. Okay, well, this is not about me. This is about <laughs> you. Let's go back to y'all's yeah. communication yeah. sales. Communications and relationships. It's all relationships. Yeah. Okay. So now that's interesting. So that's a quick segue to one of the elements that I think helps people grow. And that is, a high level of emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. which is not taught anywhere, mm -hmm. right? And people need it. Mm -hmm. And emotional intelligence involves communication techniques, strategies, and the ability to listen. So, so once you have developed great self-awareness, mm -hmm. right, <laughs> mm -hmm. then, then you learn about self-management. Mm -hmm. So if I were to ask you, what's a trigger point for you? What sets you off? See, I know what mine are. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Do you? Do you want to know? What's yours? Let me ask you, what, Zeke, what's your trigger point? What Get sets you off? here. I like I this. Well, you know, here's the thing that I was most concerned about, about bringing Miguel into the studio, <laughs> is that he, he would knows. try to be the host. No, no, because no, every time I've ever sat in a meeting with Miguel, he starts asking everybody else questions. <laughs> it's just like, it's no. It's very smart no. deflection. <laughs> this is my question <laughs> this is my forum, Miguel. It's your what program. Is, it's your program. I yield. I yield. What sets you off, sir? Well, here's one of the things that sets me off, <laughs> which I've I've learned to manage. I totally dislike when people use position power to okay. um people. Mm -hmm. Um and position power looks like I'm the boss, you're not, mm -hmm. and I want you to do X this way. Um I that is poor. Poor technique. Yes, sir. All right? Yes, sir. And, and in my uh, world and upbringing, that will yield an unfavorable response mm -hmm. from me. Sure. And so why would I ever allow be in the presence of allowing that to happen for anybody else? Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, it all depends on how you choose to do it. You can be abrupt. You can be rude. You can be crude. Or you can privately pull somebody aside at some point after that episode and give some feedback mm -hmm. about how it made you feel. So, so here's a piece of emotional intelligence. It's not about, it's not about the, the circumstance about how yeah. it made me feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're not being accusatory and that's a technique right. mm -hmm. to communicate those kinds of circumstances. Cause we're all going to face them. Mm -hmm. Young people face it all the time that they just don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the technique is really very simple to use once you acknowledge that you have vulnerabilities, mm -hmm. that you can develop some skills, mm -hmm. that you have some gaps. And so how do you communicate it? How do you, 
How do you agree, profess, disagree professionally without being rude, crude, and disagreeable? With those I feel statements, right? Exactly. Here's how it makes me feel. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so you may not have intended it, but that particular circumstance set off a trigger because I sensed that you were using your position power mm-hmm. on Fred mm-hmm. when it wasn't necessary. I like that. I think we're saying the same thing, but I might uh, skew it a little bit and say, because I, I have a thing where I'm outside of my body in conversations, right? And so I'm actually looking at the conversation and going, are you considering how you're making them feel? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so it's I'm usually seeing these conversations happen um, with others and just like, okay, let's, you know, let's get this on an even scale. How would, I mean, because let's say, you know, this guy's more muscular than you, but you're over here using, you know, how, you know, let's, let's put this on even. Would you say that to him on the street? Exactly. And let's cut that out. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? If you right. wouldn't. But um, no, I, I really like that. And here's what I'd like to do, if if you don't mind, because I know that you're the expert and I want you to take this. I know you can take this to another level, but I'm going to throw out this definition that I I read Um, because a lot of folks, like you said, may not even really have a good understanding of what emotional intelligence is, especially how it can be crucial in business. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So what I looked up and what it, what came to me was emotional intelligence is the ability to understand, use and manage your emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. I like that. That's sound. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. And as a definition, it's perfect. Okay. It's how do you do that. Right. Where the challenge arrives. I like one of the things that you did say, though, which is uh, understanding of self. Right. Which, you know. I feel like that's key. It's got to be key. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no. but, But that's exactly the right point. So, As you begin to know and learn more about yourself, which is self-awareness, then you go into self-management. And Mm -hmm. the self-management element has to do with identifying, for example, trigger points Mm -hmm. or things that set you off. And a trigger point is neither good nor bad. It's just a trigger point. Mm -hmm. It it could set you off in ecstasy and and have a whole lot of fun (laughs) or can trigger you in a Mm -hmm. negative sense. So, So that becomes an important element. But there's another dimension to developing emotional intelligence that's important, and I experienced it, and that was social awareness, Mm -hmm. all right? Because if you don't feel comfortable in certain environments, you're going to behave differently. Mm -hmm. You know, a question I ask people, if you, here's a question I ask people, if you were free to be yourself, how would you behave, act, and be? Who would you be Mm -hmm. if you were free Mm -hmm. to be yourself? Okay. Right. So, Are you putting so, that in a song because I'm going to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's an important element of personal growth and development. Yeah. So, so social awareness becomes important, and there are certain exercises to help you through that that I help people with. But the most important one in today's world is relationship management. Mm-hmm. And too many people don't understand it and don't experience it. Or if they do experience it, they don't know how to improve upon it. Mm-hmm. And and it goes back to a question you made earlier or a statement you made earlier about sales. So sales is not about pushing yourself, your ideas, or anything else on anybody else. Right. They've got to welcome the idea because nobody buys from a barrel of a gun. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. All right. The way it works is they want to want to do business with you first, mm-hmm. your company second, 
and then solve the problem that they think your service is going to solve. Mm -hmm. And once you get to that point, it is no longer a transaction, it's a relationship wow. event. That's right. And too many people think it's about selling selling this this little token. All right. It's not about selling this token. It's about what does this token represent to you? Mm. What does it mean to you? How does it make you feel? And does it solve your problem? That's right. Either now or in the future. Yeah. Once you get there, notice price didn't even come into the conversation. Because <laughs> it's not about price. If That's you're right. talking about price, get out. You're in the wrong business. Wrong product. It's Absolutely. not about price. Mm -hmm. It's about value. Yeah. Huh. And so once you understand those four quadrants and those four dimensions, you can have a communication with anybody. Yeah. See, too many people think that sales and moving forward and developing relationships has to do with forcing your opinion on somebody. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. So I love that you picked up the uh, the medallion that we're going to call it, because mm -hmm. I wanted to call it a token, but I do mm -hmm. like that you called it the medallion. That's from your current workplace, CSUSM. Yes. And you've got some exciting things going on, especially with the senior experience. I mean, that's a huge growth opportunity for those kids. Yeah, we have great, and thank you for bringing that up, that we have some great opportunities for students. I mean, they're required to take it as an undergraduate. Um, so depending on which school you go to in order to graduate, you have to do a paper. You have to do a capstone course, as it's mm -hmm. called in most locations. Our capstone called, uh, course is called Senior Experience, and usually teams of five, 750 hours of coursework, uh, and people get their problems resolved. So the, a key question is, uh, and you both know, being adults and being business people, is most people are not going to be um, honest with you, right? And what I mean by honest is, uh, in the street, we might call it straight up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they, they don't. They lie to you. They'll tell you everything is great. Mm. Well, we don't have any problems, right? Why? What they, what Why? They because they don't why. trust you. They don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. They're accustomed to a transaction environment, and that's not, that's not you. Look, if this doesn't work for you, let me share with you a few things that we do, share with you a few examples of people that we've served, and now you're off to the races. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so that's what we do. And I'll tell you, I, I am so excited, so, so in my, in my uh, sphere of influence and what I do, and that is to help people to solve problems. While we're doing that, we're also teaching young people how to communicate better, how mm -hmm. to make a difference, how to make an impact. And I particularly like serving nonprofits because the nonprofit community is really sometimes confused. They, they don't understand that you're a business, mm -hmm. but they don't talk the language of business. Mm -hmm. and, and that gets in the way sometimes of them achieving their goals. Mm -hmm. So we help them with languaging. We help them with services. Yeah. We help them with ideas. We build business plans, economic impact studies, and marketing plans to help these companies grow. That's part of my responsibility. And usually in any semester, we've got anywhere between 300 and 400 students working on these projects over the course of 13 weeks. And it's an awesome experience. It is an awesome for experience. For them. Yeah. I had it myself. Yeah. Can we talk networking a little bit? Yeah, of course. You know a little bit. I, <laughs> that's how I met you. That's how I met you. So, um, so what do you do? I love, I love that title. Just, it, you know, just in general. You know, it's funny, too, because when we have... Um, Conversations, you know. I, sometimes I do uh, networking workshops over with the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce, and we say, you know, 
shy away from that question, right? You know, don't lead with that question or whatever. Try to develop a relationship or whatever it is. At the end of the day, I mean, it's it's relationships. It's charisma. It's conversation. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I think that there are some important pieces to certainly shy away from when it comes to networking. And one of the thoughts that I have when it comes to that in a conversation that I'm looking to have as as we advance this networking workshop is how to be, quote unquote, humble while meeting someone. Right. Because um, you got a resume as long as San Marcos Boulevard. (laughs) We know that. Right. But if you walked around telling everybody everything that you did, then they would just be listening to you and there would be no opportunity Mm -hmm. for us to share experiences, figure out how you could help them or how they could help you. Because you're talking about some things that don't even apply. Mm -hmm. So how do you network and still have a conversation that's within the realm of the person that you're in front of? Well, you you bring in an interesting subject, Dan. I'll share with you my perspective. I, I, um, I don't like braggarts. Mm-hmm. Hence, I don't brag. And you don't have to. When your resume supports your capabilities, all you have to do is direct somebody to an electronic website and say, check it out. In my case, it could be my LinkedIn profile. It could be CSUSM's website. It kind of doesn't matter. But that's not why people engage with you. They engage with you because they believe you. You've created in a very short period of time a level of trust, a level of confidence that allows them to open up and express what pains them. Now, they may not use the right words. And when I say the right words, if I'm talking about business, they're not going to use the words that I'm familiar in using. But that's my responsibility. I have to learn how to translate it in a way that they get it, that they understand it without being professorial, without being a know-it-all. Mm. And, and I, I, I'll tell you, that's work. You got to work at it, mm. all right? And you got to use the languaging of the people that you're speaking with. So you got you to gotta reach to w- meet them where they're at, which is a coaching term that we use with our students. Meet the student where they're at, not where they should be, but where they're at. It doesn't matter. I do the same thing with active duty transitioning military. We meet them where they are, because I've coached SEALs, Raiders, in in Delta Force, all the special operations folks that we do on a volunteer basis, myself and 200 other people throughout the nation. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? You start from humility. You start by asking questions. I'm very Socratic, as you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the questions sometimes can be penetrating. Or they can be difficult. So you have to learn the technique of also letting people feel comfortable with their discomfort. Mm -hmm. Not bad, but learning how to feel okay with not knowing the answer to the question because they've never had it posed to them before. Mm -hmm. So once you open that as a discussion point, as a trust point, all barriers are down. You know, all all those shields, are down and people will open up and they'll talk to you. And sometimes you hit some tender spots, some, some spots that unless you've got professional training, you don't 
need to be there. <laughs> okay? I mean, somebody needs to be referred to a yeah, professional sure, sure. in certain areas. But I'll tell you something. Everybody needs a hand up, not a hand out. And if, in fact, you can help them with their thinking, you win. That's I right. win. That's, that's, right. that's a victory for me. Yes. It's not about, it's not a financial transaction for mm-hmm. me. Right. It's it's knowing another human, meeting them where they're at, and helping them and guiding them through transition. Said like a true leader. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because the first time I met you, first thing I noticed is your leadership. And I don't know if you remember our conversation because this is a little, it was a minute ago. Uh, that wonderful Ten Commandments framed on your oh, desk. Look, look, you. you. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. I got you. So talk to us. I mean, your leadership is so obvious. I mean, on and off your resume, in person, you just feel it, you see it. What are your Ten Commandments? How do you Im- <laughs> <laughs> put leadership into the folks that you work with, the students that you work with? All right. Uh, so <laughs> that chart that you saw was given to me almost 30 years ago. Wow. So I'm kind of dating myself. By, by one of my teams back then. So if anybody in my organization who, who we work together would know that the first objective is do the job you are hired to do. Hit your objectives. All right. And that's part of, of the sales conversation. That's right. And um, uh, was it okay to miss? Not really. But if you missed, but you gave me your full effort, did you give me everything you have? Did you leave it on the field? That's a different conversation. That's right. If you're just lazy, mm, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but from the standpoint of growth, that, that's one of my commandments. Do the job that you hired to do. Mm-hmm. My 10th commandment on that sheet that was given to me, so that was created by my team of nine people. And they, they must have been paying attention because they captured things that I've said repeatedly, all right? Because mm-hmm. that's another element of space repetition. How do you get how do you get transformation? You got to have space repetition. People mm-hmm. got to hear it and hear it and hear it. Mm-hmm. Not nagging, <laughs> but reinforcement, right? Mm-hmm. So my 10th is have fun. All right. And I said cuz if you can't have fun, uh especially with what you do and you're put, you're leaving it all on the field, then you're in the wrong business. You really need to reconsider what you're doing. I love it. And more importantly, why you're doing it. Cuz if your why is bigger then the pain you're going through right now, you will stay with it. That's you will right. overcome whatever obstacle you've got in front of you. So so that. good observation on that little plaque in my office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry, I completely misnomered it in the beginning. Instead of saying the Ten Commandments that were on the desk, your Ten Commandments that were on your desk. <laughs> no, no, I thank you for that. And I, I, I have a lot of um, moments where... I sometimes have to reflect and say, am I making a difference? Am I making an impact? And so um, every day you've got to go, I believe you've got to check in with yourself and say, what's my mission? What's my purpose? And am I on, on track with that? And I'll tell you, every day I wake up and do what I love doing, which is helping people. See, yeah. I, what I did was find a, a vehicle to do it. Yeah. Called the university. <laughs> and, 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 and now I'm trying to like make more things happen faster, quicker, better. All right. And I'm not, I'm not a, um, I'm not an administrator, which is different than a, a leader. 
mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And universities are full of administrators. Mm-hmm. We need more leadership. Okay, so that kind of leads me into mm-hmm. a conversation that I'm interested in having, which is, um, okay, as this show, as we built this show, the Same Business, Different Day podcast, it's all about uh, speaking to an audience, uh, telling them that it's it's okay to take the leap, right? Um, mm-hmm. Go be an entrepreneur if that's what you want to do, especially during the pandemic, which is kind of when this show was born. Um, there were a lot of folks filing for business licenses. I know you know. Right. And so there are a lot of people out there that I mean, you're probably helping through the senior experience <laughs> that would just had an idea and just said, how do I make this thing come to fruition? Right. So you, you have those folks out there, but then you also still have some of those folks that work in the corporate world. Right. Um, and so I've had a conversation sitting across the table from various guests who say not everybody can be an entrepreneur, not everybody can be a leader. And so it's kind of goes to the question or the, the thing that you were just saying. But what my thought is that or, or my response to that was maybe everyone can't go set off on their own path, doing their own business. But if you don't think like an entrepreneur in your current business, wherever you are, then you're going to get walked on. That's my thought process, um, because when it's time to ask for a raise, you deserve a raise right now. <laughs> I know it's early on, but let's just throw it out there. We'll put this as a sound clip. We'll use it later. It's fine. But but the, the point is that if you think like a business owner, right, because what you do is you align yourself with your boss's yeah. ideals, right? And you figure out uh, what he could use to grow, Right. And when he sees that, then that helps him grow. You got to grow too, mm-hmm. right? Now you are an entrepreneur, even in the corporate world. So my question to you, I'm sorry, it's a long-winded question. My question to you is how you um, look at working in the corporate world versus entrepreneurship, because you've done both. I know you wasn't expecting this type of commercial of another podcast coming in. But whoever you were listening to, they're irrelevant at the moment. What I'm saying right now is we have a brand new podcast that you should stop listening to whoever you're listening to in this moment and listen to us <laughs> at Odd Pairing. It is about adult beverages and Wait, Paige. I'm supposed to tell you about that. And Paige is going to tell you a little bit so more. So it's adult beverages, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. community, culture, and basically anything else we find interesting through drinking yeah and as you can see we've been drinking a lot today um because we already did episodes so at any time you guys can find us when you finish with this podcast whoever you're listening to Mm -hmm. you can find us at youtube you can find us on spotify and itunes and anywhere else you get your instagram podcast stuff and you can Mm -hmm. also find us on instagram where you will find hilarious memes and some snippets from our show at odd pairing pod Cheers. Cheers. Hi, I'm Jeff Fox, founder of Star Fox Media. We're a digital marketing and video production company that focuses on serving small businesses here in Vista, California. We have the team and all of the equipment necessary to produce, film, edit, and distribute your podcast to as many people as possible. For more information, you can reach out to us via email at info at starfox.media or give us a call at 760-385-3117. Let Star Fox Media help you tell your brand story today. Hi, I'm Rachel Belt, President and CEO of the Vista Chamber of Commerce. 
Over the last 20 years, I've had the privilege of living and working in Vista. And I've met some amazing people with amazing stories. And I'm thrilled to bring them to you as part of Velocity, the Vista Chamber podcast, where I interview the movers, shakers, and change makers impacting the Vista community and beyond. I hope you'll join me as we journey together to hear the stories of the people doing amazing things for our town. Velocity, the Vista Chamber podcast. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, well, that, that's such a significant question. So I, I've been an entrepreneur before I joined the big corporate mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And I got over a 40-year period an opportunity to play in somebody else's playpen as an entrepreneur. Okay. okay. So those people that think you cannot survive and thrive in large corporations being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. have never done it. That's right. I've done it. Yes, sir. So nobody can tell me you can't be an entrepreneur inside of a big company. Okay. You can yes, if you've hired onto the right company, mm-hmm. either on purpose or by accident. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Now, there are rules. Don't get me wrong. That's that's what people are reacting to. Wow, too many rules, too many this. <laughs> well, you know what? Get over yourself. <laughs> you know, you have to learn how do you thrive in that type of environment? Is there room to play? You know, I learned, I've worked for two billionaires, and I learned with, from one of them that the best way to, well, it, here's what one of the billionaires told me. He said, Miguel, don't don't break my company. Don't mess it up. <laughs> okay. All no right? pressure. Don't, don't, you can't do X, all right? Okay. And I, I said, I promise I won't break your company, mm-hmm. all right? And uh, even though I won't always necessarily ask for permission, before I do something, uh, but I'll come back and ask for forgiveness. All right, as long as I don't, I don't do anything illegal, immoral, or or, or mm-hmm. unethical, right, mm-hmm. to damage the brand. I right. mean, I'm not going to do that intentionally. But I'll tell you, I've never had more fun. That's what kept me engaged in the corporate environment: my ability to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. to exhibit leadership, to make decisions, mm-hmm. to participate, to disagree, privately, because <laughs> that you know you got to be smart. You know, you can't necessarily challenge a CEO in a big room full of people. That's right. That's dumb. And I've seen people do that. (laughs) Absolutely. And I've approached them afterwards and said, now, congratulations. That was dumb. Mm -hmm. All right. Have no idea what your purpose was, but notice you didn't get any applause. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What would be the purpose, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Do those things in private. That's right. You close the door and say, hey, coach, hey, boss, you know, you got a minute? And you have your conversation. Mm-hmm. So so I am totally opposite of that belief that you can't be entrepreneurial inside of a large company. You can, but you have to be good at communicating. So here's a phrase that I use that I learned from this billionaire because he didn't want me to break his company. So I said, I promise I won't break the company. But I'd like to experience, implement this pilot program. The key phrase is implement a pilot program because you can kill pilot programs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay? And I was well prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let me give you a little segue. The biggest sale I've ever made inside of the company, biggest sale, was a $5 million proposal to my CEO that was presented originally by my boss. My boss got a flat rejection. He came back and said, Miguel, he said no. And I said, Again, it wasn't about ego because I wasn't interested in his job. I said, do you mind if I present? Because I knew I was better oh. at, at stuff. 
right? Yeah. Did they know? So, so well, they learned uh, <laughs> that that was true. Uh, so he set up an appointment with the CEO. It was the longest presentation I've ever made. Three three hour presentation, mm. right? Walked out with a splitting headache, mm. and it had, it had to do specifically in that case with uh, a proposal to introduce Salesforce automation through this large company that didn't exist. And so um, I learned a lot. I learned how to use the word concept uh, pilot a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not break your company a lot. Answer the questions that were important about the stakeholders in the company to make sure I wasn't talking about it's, it's good for the company. No, how about all the other stakeholders? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, that's a good question. And here was the toughest question that was asked. Unfortunately, I came prepared for that three-hour meeting. Mm-hmm. The CEO and founder, and they think differently than professional managers, asked me, Miguel, if I give you five million bucks, you know what the impact on earnings per share in the next quarter is going to be. Hmm. And so I, I had not prepared for that, but I had a lot of data in my head. So in what seemed to be the longest two minutes in my life, I calculated in my head the impact of earnings per share if he gave me five million bucks. So I had to know a lot of things, put them together in my head and come up with an answer. So I calculated, I think I was right. And I learned another lesson when I did that. So I gave him the answer. I said, I don't, I don't know, it's about a penny to a penny and a half. Mm-hmm. And he was silent. And so um, 11.30 came along three hours later and um, I didn't get the the answer I was looking for. I was a little naive. I thought I'd get a yes like immediately. <laughs> uh, and, but it didn't happen that way. You don't work that way for five mil. And so uh, I did get ultimately a favorable response. So I was able to pilot this thing and, and got, wow. got, I didn't get the five million. See, because I already knew the mindset of that CEO. He he divided everything in half. Yeah, you so so I double I double anyway. what yeah, I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. And so was able to justify it. So I got exactly what I wanted. Oh, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> and so from that standpoint, we were able to do it. But I did answer his question. I said, if this pilot does, first of all, I'm not going to damage the business because I've got half the country, and I'm not going to change the core values of the company. Uh, but if this doesn't work, I'll kill it. Wow. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need to, ki- and then you can decide whether you want to keep me or not. Right. right All right. right but yeah. I'll be the fall guy. I'm ready to run. <laughs> I'm ready to run with this. I love and it. I did kill it. Didn't work at the time. Mm-hmm. So two lessons I learned. Pilot is a good concept. <laughs> mm-hmm. Second lesson I learned is that he played poker with me because mm-hmm. he had no idea whether mm-hmm. it was a penny and a half. Mm-hmm. It was another knockout question. Let mm-hmm. me see if I can get this guy to sweat. <laughs> wow. And and yield on mm-hmm. this proposal. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, that was a major victory for me. Yeah, Five million dollar deal. Well, two point five at the end, but mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. That sounds pretty good to me. I mean, what do you, you think? So Is that many- all right, Zeke? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll take two point yeah. five, you know. Well, I just like, you know to be completely honest with you, I like the conversation part of it. It the, the numbers don't really attract me as much as the engagement. I don't know. It's just me. Mm. But mm. if you give me an opportunity game. to be well, in no, front but, of a lot no, of people. No, that's interesting because mm-hmm. that's, an important, uh, that's an important point. Mm-hmm. Too many people get freaked out by the number of zeros. Mm-hmm. It's not about the zeros. Mm-hmm. It's about the foundation, the concepts, the principles. Yeah. They're either sound or they're not. Right. You yeah. know, it could, yeah. be, it could have been $1,000. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. doesn't matter. That's exactly right. So, so I like your 
perspective on it because that's the way you ought to look at it. Get get past the numbers. It's not mm-hmm. about the numbers. It's about the the underlying foundations of what you're trying. You can either defend it or you can't. Yeah, absolutely. And then who's your audience? Bingo. Like you know, can can you communicate this to your audience? Bingo. Oh, I love it. Man. Bingo. Yeah, that's the fun part for me. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you have so many successes and things to celebrate over your career. And pandemic kind of cut out a lot of folks in the world workforce. So have have you thought about your next step, my dear friend? In terms of what? Is the R word in your future? No. Look, <laughs> See, I, I knew I couldn't even say the word in front of you. I just knew yeah, that it wasn't yeah, real. It's just another thing. It's yeah. another event. Uh, I have lived through probably four R's. <laughs> Uh, not live through a D. Okay, wait. So your four R's are <laughs> retirement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like recycle, reuse. Like what? what, what? <laughs> Look, I, I think, I think, and and to your audience, this is an important element. When you build a business, you stick with it. You build it. You grow it. You enlarge it if you want to. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of business owners, individuals, that are very happy making the kind of money they're making. And they usually they hear a different message from me, which sounds like this. So you're happy. Your family's going to be happy. Nobody in your family is going to take over the business. You know, have you ever thought about growing your business? I know you're satisfied at a half a million or a million dollars. I said, but have you ever thought about growing your business if you could? Because mm-hmm. you've got the resources. You've got the assets. Well, I don't want to work that hard. And I said, well, okay, I got it. But what if I showed you how you can grow your business 10%? from where you are right now, and you made another $100,000, mm-hmm. right, at a mill. Mm-hmm. And you just told me you don't need the money. Mm-hmm. So well, let's let's find your favorite charity, and we will make them happy. Yeah, yeah. How's that? How's that? Because, uh-huh. I mean, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I just gave you a scenario that I do have those conversations with people, Yeah, but I've got to get them from their current thinking to a different place. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's all about thought process. I've seen you do it. Transformation. Yeah. You got to think differently. Mm-hmm. But once you get them, you mm-hmm. say, yeah, I do, I do manage some assets. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. So just grow it. Find your favorite charity. And if you need help, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. And donate it. Mm-hmm. Help somebody out. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love I, it. I love doing that. I love it. Okay. So we're going to throw out a couple business lessons. Yes, As we're sir. wrapping it up. Um these are lessons that we picked up on during this episode. A couple of them that I like. I really like. Be coachable and teachable. And people willing to help will show up in your life. Mm. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Be coachable and teachable. Mm-hmm. And people willing to help. See, I you know why I really like that is because uh, a lot of folks who he's he's talking about think they're already there. Oh, yeah. That's the key, right? Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is taking people back a minute, just yeah. getting them out of their mind yeah. for a second. And, and I don't mean like, that in any disrespectful tone or, no, you know right. what I'm saying, humbling yeah. yourself just a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, if if you present yourself as coachable, then you know, people can show up and take you to another level, uh, like yeah. what Miguel has done in my life. So, yeah. okay, uh, here's another one. Um, if your why is bigger than the pain that you're going through, then you're on the right path. Yep. I like that one too. That's pretty good. You captured that? That's good. <laughs> I That's listen. good. I, See, I, hey, good communicators listen. I got you. I, think I got you. I got you. No, you're right. That's good. That's All right. good. All right. We here. We here. Okay. So um, 
You know what? I really appreciate you being here, man. Uh, short notice, long notice, doesn't matter. I'm, I'm always glad. You know, you always answer when I call. You know, um, you, you hear from me, and I, 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 you know, I reached out to you a couple of weeks ago and said it's time again. We, we, it's time for you to do the podcast. We're five seasons in, um, and and Miguel said, okay. Tell me when I'll be there. So um, you always deliver and you always deliver some with some great words and some great advice. So I really appreciate it. Well, you, first of all, let me thank you both for being great hosts. Great questions. Thank you. Um, made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> and that's always good. Um, but the value that you bring to the marketplace is, to me, you know, uh, indispensable. And it's coming from the right place because it's coming from the heart. Yes, it's not coming necessarily from the head, but you need both engaged mm -hmm. at some point mm -hmm. but it, it to me it's about heart where's your heart and if your heart's in the right place good things not only are going to happen to you but you will attract the right things at the right time mm -hmm. for the right moment for the right circumstances and if in fact you do that and you can assemble the right people we're basically unstoppable as a team as a group, as a culture, as individuals. Mm -hmm. You know, when you stop thinking about yourself, I think that's a great pivot point, transformation point, where we can all be better and do better. Yeah. And I think um, I, I get tremendous satisfaction from the feelings that I get. It's called, it's called psychic payment that I get <laughs> in, in terms of working with people. That's not about the money. Mm -hmm. It's about accomplishment. It's about transformation. It's about seeing somebody's light bulb go off. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, you see it, all right? And they say, and then I, I sometimes didn't, didn't catch it, all right? And I've got to ask them, well, what was it that I just said that caused <laughs> that thing to just happen, yeah, all right? Because yeah, yeah. it just happened. Mm -hmm. Your face, something changed, yes. all right? And then they'll tell you. Yeah. See, you have to pace yourself and pay attention to the physiology, of people mm -hmm. you know when they got their you atten their attention when when you when they're bewildered sometimes puzzled mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so i'll tell you a quick story we got mm -hmm. time sure so a quick story with a couple with an eod electronic ordinance disposal okay person from mm -hmm. the seal community he and i had a conversation because we, we were doing some coaching and so i asked him i said bill i said now, understand, this is a Navy SEAL mm -hmm. who deals with explosives. <laughs> and you do that right or you do it wrong, you only get one chance to do the wrong part. Right. Right. So I said, are you, Bill, are you, are you a happy person? I mean, we're sitting across like we are right now. Okay. Yeah. I said, Bill, are you, a, are you a happy person? And he, you know, he gives me this sealed look. All right. And I said, well, what do you mean? And I said, I mean, do you, do you smile? Are you happy? Mm -hmm. You know? Do you, uh, this is going to be an odd term for you, but do you have moments of excitement mm -hmm. where, where your lips part and I can actually see your pearly white teeth? <laughs> and he looks at me, he says, yeah. And I says, I don't think so. Hmm. But, but we're going to test this out. And I said, I want you to go home to your significant other, your spouse, and I want you to ask your spouse whether she thinks you're That's a happy person. Uh-huh. It's a really good story. So fast okay. forward, and we come back together the final week, and he, he looks at me, we're sitting down, and he's about 6'4", you know, he's a SEAL guy, right? Mm -hmm. And so I said, hmm. He says, I asked my wife, and she said, 
No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a happy person. Mm. I said, I haven't made my point. I said, you in transition need to show more of your pearly whites. Mm -hmm. You cannot be a grizzly bear. Mm -hmm. Okay. What you did is not who you're going to become. Mm -hmm. Your job, unless you go into SWAT, is going to change. Mm -hmm. And the civilian world, people ain't going to, they're not going to want to talk to you. Yeah. You, you have to be approachable. That's right. You have to be friendly. Yeah. You have to be warm. I know all those words don't fit in your brain right now, but we need to work on that. I love it. So that, that was a quick story on, on, by the way, that's part of emotional intelligence. Yeah. Yes. 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 But you, you gathered that from him and you probably had some transition points in your life where you had to figure that out for yourself as well. Absolutely. Because like I said, and like you said, um, it's, it's definitely about some self-reflection before you get to start telling other people what's Absolutely. going on within Absolutely. themselves. So I love it. Man. Anyway, thank you. I'm, I'm sorry. That. You're the host. I'll be, I'll be quiet. <laughs> no, 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 no. We no, love the stories. Man. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love this. So if anyone else wants any more pearls of wisdom from yes. Mr. Miguel de Jesus, he, he has given us his phone number, y'all. Uh-oh. So if okay. you want to reach out, it's 760-750-4266. Or you can email him at mdejesus at csusm.edu. I love it. I love it. And a big thanks to you. A big thanks to um, my guest co-host of the day, uh, Cassie Clapp. Honored Um, to be here. You guys can email her with any questions on healthcare news, public relations. She's at CN, that's Pat Nancy, L-A-P-P at TCMC.com. Okay. Um, You guys email her about with any questions um, and I'm just really happy that you're here with Tri City. Um, Yeah. So uh, please like and subscribe us on at Same Biz Pod, S A M E B I Z P O D, and at A Different Day Radio. Thank you again to Miguel de Jesus, and uh, thank you to all our listeners and supporters. 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 Thank you all. (laughs) Thank you. Same Business, Different Day. Thank you for listening to Same Business, Different Day. We truly appreciate your support. Please like, subscribe, and leave a nice comment on all platforms. It really helps our show. The Same Business, Different Day podcast is produced by A Different Day Radio, Star Fox Media, and James Russell. James Russell.